All right, all right. Eric Rogers, welcome to the Big Ticket Life Show. Happy to have you here, man. Thanks for joining. Give yeah, thanks time. for having me, brother. Yeah. Man, I love that quote. Well, that's not a quote. I love what Brandon Brittingham says there. Our friend, one of the amazing leaders inside the Apex Network, says there's nothing wrong with being humble, but there's also nothing wrong with stepping into your superpower. You know, at least once a week, I get to hear that, remind myself of it. You're one of those folks that did that, I think. Awesome. We're gonna, yeah, at least we're going to talk good. about it today. Uh, Absolutely. You know, we we always get some information from our guests prior to the show. We don't just show up and play podcasts. We actually put a lot of time and effort into our time together. So you have a great show you listen to and watch. It's always good to watch The Big Ticket Life because we put it out on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. We live stream it and it goes out on audio. So you might hear some things if you're listening on audio. What the heck are these guys referencing? What was up on the screen? Check us out on YouTube. That would be the best place to subscribe at the big ticket life. But uh, in regards to stepping into your superpower, so you started something pretty cool. You had a fitness academy called Rogers Fitness Academy, pretty successful four years later. So you're about 31 now. Is that right? Do I have the math? Uh, right? I'm actually, I'm 29. I'm a little young. 29, okay. My bad. Yeah. Um, no, you're good. Um, three years in the business, four years gotcha. working on myself. Right? Gotcha. Gotcha. So, you know, you start fitness academy out, have some success there. You're growing it. And then, seemingly step into the superpower. Tell us about that. Yeah. Um, the superpower in my superpower has been God's grace. I, uh, I wasn't able to do this on my own. I would say that my life is, it's an absolute miracle that I'm here today being able to give value to anyone. Because like, if you've heard my story, if anyone has looked into it or are seen any of my content, they would know that four years ago I was you know, on the verge of death, taking my own life because mm -hmm. I lived a life of darkness and pain um, and running from that pain. And there was just that moment in my life where I was at the bottom, at the very bottom, and I had no choice but to either end it or climb out of it. And, you know, when your feet are uh, at the, the foundation of everything we know, we finally have a place to step up in. And I decided, and by the grace of God, to step up and change my life. And, and I've put in about four and a half years of hard work. You know, I've built uh, a multiple, a mul uh, multiple six figure business. I've helped over 350 other entrepreneurs with their lives and, and achieving their goals. And I've been able to not only set an example for people, but, um, teach others to set an example for their families, for the communities, for their employees and the world as well. And really it's stepping into that superpower that uh, I love to teach. And man, I, I'm just, I get to reflect on it every single morning. I, I was sitting down uh, at the table this morning, reading the Bible and I would, I cried because you know, every once in a while I, I get to look back and realize that if it weren't for the moment of, of, of almost never, almost not being able to turn back that moment where almost everything ended because of the place I put myself in because of the actions that I was taking. I want to be here today. Yeah. That's powerful, man. Appreciate you sharing that out. Um, it's not easy for people to lead that way. You know, our world doesn't, doesn't allow that until, until it boils over. You know, sadly, we're recording our episode on 
Tuesday. What's the day today? Tuesday, March 28th. 28th. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're a day removed from another tragic, uh, shooting incident down in Nashville, in the Nashville area. It's horrible. And I just got, it is, it is horrible. I just got to think there was a person gripped in that sadness, in that hopelessness. And so you were there and, you know, what was it about that time where you, 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 you know, you had that decision to make to either sit eternally with it or climb out of it? Walk us through I, that. Yeah, I got to a point in my life where I had, I had, had lost everything. I, I mean, take, we could take it back all the way to, to the childhood and when things sure. started to collapse on me, right? Seven years old, I was sexually molested by, uh, you know, an authority figure in my church. And as you can, which, which surprisingly has led me to the life I, I live now. I've always been, uh, I've always been very skeptical of le- leadership. I've always had a hard time trusting. And instead of sitting there and complaining about it, I decided to become the example, to become the leader that, you know, people can rely on, depend on and look up to. And that I want to lead them, you know, astray or I want to hurt them. Um, but that moment, seven years old, it changed everything. The way I look at the world, you know, my innocence was taken from me that day. And um, at, at eight years old, um, you know, I had not told anybody this. I actually haven't talked. I didn't talk about what happened until last year uh, on one of the biggest podcasts in the world, <laughs> surprisingly. <laughs> and I held that in. I repressed it. That pain, I, I pushed it down and I didn't let it come to surface. And that's why I was, I, I went through 16 years of addiction, you know, starting from the age of eight to the age of 24. That's why I had a hard time looking in the mirror, um, through, throughout that time. That's why I've, I ruined every relationship. I've sat, I've sabotaged every good thing in my life. And it, it really boiled down to, I had to lose everything so that I could no longer blame anyone else or my dances for what was going on. It was the moment in my life where I had no one to look at besides myself. Right. And, and I mean, at that point, there's, there's two decisions. Like I said, uh, you can sit there and be like, okay, huh, I'm worthless. You know, I'm no good to this world. And, and, you know, that's been a, that's been a thought, you know, I'm a monster. I, I've done, I've done, I've seen, I've, I've, I've been in some of the most evil situations that, you know, most people would never, never be able to make it out of. And because of that, in that moment, you realize like, where's my place in this world? Where do I belong? And, you know, I, I, I was sitting on my bed and I had a gun in my mouth. I decided like, this is it. I had no one to call, no one to help me. I had no one to cry out to. And that was the moment I realized like, here, I'm done. I'm going to take my life. And as I was sitting there with the gun in my mouth, I had a vision and that vision was, you know, my wife being loved by another man and mm-hmm. my son calling another man. That's dad. powerful. Yeah. It wasn't like the good vision that people have, like, you know, right. a vision for my life. No, it was that it was, I'm going to be replaced and, and they're going to, they're going to be better off without me. And out of jealousy, resentment and anger, I took that gun out of my mouth and I told myself that, and, and I don't know, am I allowed to cuss on here? Cause it's one of my taglines. Yeah. yeah. One of my taglines is, be that motherfucker. 
And I told myself at that moment that I was going to be that motherfucker. And so from that moment forward with struggle, with failure, of course, I changed my life one step at a time. But like I said, it's a miracle. If I look back at it now, what got me here isn't what's going to get me to the next spot. You know, right. a lot of what I did was, was on my own. And, and a part of that was because I didn't have the support system. I didn't have the community. I didn't have the resources at that time. All I had was books, God, prayer, the gym. And so I, I really, um, it, I, I got to where I am, but it's not going to take me to where I got to go. Like I still have things I have to work on. And right. one thing I've realized is that as a leader, if I'm not able to be led, if I'm not following someone, if I'm not in community, if I'm not being held accountable, then those same things that, that, that destroyed my life are going to be the same things that destroy my life later. And so it's an ongoing battle, brother. It's yeah. Well, know, it's every day. I mean, I, I understand that a hundred percent because there's two people on this show that had that same start with their childhood and lost that innocence. I shared that on the uh, episode I did on my own a few weeks back, uh, in February, I guess it was. Um, yeah, same age too, man. Seven years old, family friend. Yeah, um, it's horrible. Same, same, same abuse. Um, you know, for me, it really became, um, all encompassing of, of what my youth was about. Um, I didn't quite go down that same path you did. We, but we share that same start of the journey of struggle. Wow. Um, it's good to see you here, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise. Likewise. I mean, so good for you for like letting it go. I like to kind of say, you know, that kind of trauma. And I think I'll get your feedback on this. I, I cautioned when I like kind of shared that all out back in February. Um, I look at that trauma, that abuse, whatever, whatever is in your past. Right. I kind of look at it as a baggage and some days it's a nice little compact bag. And the day's flowing, it's really good. You, you might even be able to put it down. And other days, it's a 100-pound rucksack with dirty, nasty old straps that like just cut into your shoulders, right? right. That's the way I look at it. And um, I tell people, look, you can't forget because that's, that's just not going to happen. Yeah. But we can choose, we can focus on how to, how to organize and stack all that stuff and, and where to put it. Any thoughts to expand on from that? Yeah, man, I think things that you keep to yourself are always going to be your biggest battle and they're always going to hold you back, right? I, I believe that, you know, whether it's childhood trauma or, you know, trauma as an adult, our, our first purpose in life is to become who we always needed in our darkest times. And that yeah. really, that really uh, completes the healing circle. I don't, I believe truly that we're never going to be fully healed. I don't think that we're meant to. We're not perfect human beings and we're never going to be. Uh, as long as we live on this earth, we're always going to have memories and struggles and, but it's what shapes us. And instead of having it, you know, defeat us and, and, and hold us down and, and keep us isolated and keep us from growing and, and moving forward and being valuable to the world, we need to use those things to, to shape us and be a, a light onto others that are struggling. Because I mean, just so many people in yep. this world aren't willing to, they're not willing to talk about it. And for yeah. someone like me, tatted up, you know, big dude, father, 
Like I'm a strong man. People see that in me. For me to speak out and talk about those things, I know how that affects other people that may have been, have, may have gone through those things or may be going through them or the kids may be going through them now. And that is our purpose in life. Like we weren't, we weren't put on a planet by ourselves. We were put yeah. on a planet, eight, eight, what, eight billion people. Yeah. Now we have internet. Yeah. Right. yeah. We're all, we're all connected, uh, you know, yeah. and we're connected in more ways than just the internet. There's, there is that, there is that deeper, higher power of, uh, of connection. You know, um, I didn't know we'd go down this path, but if you're game for it, I'll ask you a couple more questions and, and throw my perspective out and, and get your feedback on it. Cause I think it'll be good for our listeners. So much like the luggage and baggage analogy, I think of what happened in my past because there were, there were others, there were others. And some of those other, other young men uh, are no longer with us. Uh, cause that sadness did take hold and, and, uh, they committed suicide, unfortunately. Um, so in a way, my belief is we're given, we're set upon and given the journey we're given for a reason because we have the capacity to shoulder it. Even though it's terrible, even though the burden yeah. is heavy, we can take it on. And, and, and in a way, I believe that that burden and strength given to me was so that a person that wouldn't be able to handle it didn't get it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, there's a balance of good and bad in the world. You know, yeah. I, if, if, if you could be the one to suffer so others can't, so others don't have to, so others have the tools to get through things, then so be it. I mean, that, what does that make you? That makes you chosen, right? It's a perspective mm -hmm. shift that it, it takes you from victim to victor. Yeah. Oh yeah. Love that. Victim to victor. Love that. Um, yeah, we are live on the show. So, uh, if you have any comments, obviously we're digging in deep to some stuff, but, uh, you, you can, uh, you can always reach out to us privately if you're more into that kind of a thing. Uh, we've got all of Eric's info to get a hold of him in the show notes. Uh, obviously you can get a hold of me through the show notes as well. Um, but, uh, so, he said something about there is a balance. There's a balance of good and there's a balance of evil. And I think the reason why our world is really hurting right now, why we constantly see struggle is I think too many people that have the capacity to do good mm -hmm. sit in complacency. They're like, well, that's not at my doorstep. That's not in my neighborhood. That's not in my church. That's not in my schools. And and they just kind of are comfortable. It's like I titled this episode, um, what it was out of mediocrity, breaking free from mediocrity. So let's kind of dig in there. Like that, through that lens of good and evil, like it just seems to me that that, that Overton window constantly shifts to that bad side of things more and more and more because too many people who have the capacity to do good, the capacity to lead, even in a small insular way, Maybe it's on their street in their neighborhood. Yeah. They choose not to. Why do you think that is? It's comfortable. You know, I think that, that as a man, we are obligated just as God, God, God commanded us when he created man, he, he commanded us to do as he, do, as he did. 
He commanded us to breathe life into people. He commanded us to um, create a flourishing environment for others and the world, right? And like, w- whether that be business or building things or creating, we were, we were called to create. Um, and another thing is like, we were called to bring order to chaos. Those are our, we were, those, th- that is our inherent purpose in life. And for us to, uh, for, for us to choose comfort or us to be afraid, uh, of what other, th- others think is just a, it's a clear indication that our biggest idol is comfort. Our biggest idol is we fear man and not God. And that's, you know, that's the wrong audience to live by. You know, I truly believe that like what the Bible says is what can man do to you? Like, it's a blessing to be persecuted. It's a blessing to be, you know, called out. You look at, you look at people like uh, Andrew Tate or Abraham Lincoln or, um, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. They all stood for good. And I, I know everyone's got, you know, different opinions on Andrew Tate, but he, well, you're allowed, you're, you're allowed to say his name without having retribution come from me. And if anybody, you know, you're allowed yeah. in this, you are allowed in this world to speak a truth. Yeah, exactly. And, and those people, the one thing they had in common was that they developed themselves to a point where they were no longer the problem. It's like right. the, the world is so focused on self-love that it's become self, self-obsession, right? Mm. Like they take it too far. And the truth is, is that, you know, God didn't, he doesn't call us to ju- to love ourselves. He calls us to love the world and be a servant to others. Of course, you can't do that properly if you haven't, you know, fixed some of the issues and, and you know, deep-seated struggles that you struggle with so that you can give your all. But I, I believe, and I, my mission is in, to empower men to develop themselves to a point where they are no longer the problem and they can give outwardly everything they got because truthfully like purpose comes from serving purpose comes from giving purpose doesn't come from getting or what can i get out of this it it comes from what can i do for you and most people the one thing they lack in life and they everyone feels this i know everyone has felt this and whether you've you've obtained it or not especially men you you have been called to feel significant respected known to have some authority yep. and guess what your your self-centeredness your 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 willingness to only serve yourself is never going to get you that yeah and so the thing that's missing is that your heart is not it it's not in a it's it, your heart isn't in a servant um it's not in a servant's place it's in a how can i serve myself and the only way to fix that is by to, you know, getting your shit to a place where it's not, it's not, it, you, you got to get yourself out of the way. It's that simple, right? Right. Yep. So, you know, a lot of folks, cause I, I've, you know, I've been around religion quite a bit. Uh, I've read the Bible back and forth, cover to cover. I think it's four times. Um, it's the only Christianity is the only Abrahamic religion from, you know, when I, when I say that, I mean, Christianity, Judaism and Islam. It's actually the only religion that's rewritten itself with the New Testament, which I think is a very interesting perspective that not a lot of people um, 
and you know, not a lot of people I think give credit for is the right yeah. way to put it. It's the only religion that put faith and following truly within the hands of the follower. In other words, you can have that relationship with Christ, just you and Christ. Yeah. And it's not to talk down on the other religions, but it, it is the structure because it did rewrite itself. Right. And so I think a lot of people might be a little uneasy. We're like 23 minutes in here. They might be a little uneasy with some of the stuff they've heard. Like, how could you be a servant and follow these beliefs, these religious beliefs, and be successful? How can you hmm. be a servant and be self-interested in your stature within those you need to lead? Yeah. So kind of turn, turn that uh, thought over to you and get your perspective on it. Well, I could say this. The only reason why every single person watching this podcast knows who Jesus Christ is is because he was the perfect example of who he wanted to see in this world. It's that simple. You didn't. He didn't do advertisements. He didn't, he didn't make content. Like people <laughs> followed him and wrote he just, lived it. he just lived it. And he, he yeah. so his, the way he showed up and his message and his actions were perfectly aligned and with, with his morals. And, and that's why he was noticed. That's why people believed him. And, you know, a, a big part of what we're doing with the immortal man is we're not only developing leaders, we're, we're not only empowering men to take extreme ownership of their life so that they can build a legacy and, and lead with purpose, integrity, and faith, but we're also helping them step, stand on the platform that they build. We're also helping them build their personal brand and, and market the message, their morals, their, uh, and get, you know, show the world what it's like, right? Yep. Because Show that goodness, you, like, right? Right. Shine more light like, on that goodness. Exactly. Because like you said before, like the, I, I mean, you said it differently, but the, the worst thing we can do for society is for a bunch of good men to stand around and do nothing. And it, especially as entrepreneurs, like we are the last, we are the last people left that have the ability to build a platform and speak on it. And, it, you know, they say that, that, you know, weak men create hard times. That may be true, but it doesn't have to be true. Right. And for us to sit here and, and let that cycle go through shows that we don't really care about anyone but ourselves. Like we have number one, an obligation, but we also have a chance to fix the, the next generation and the people that are watching us. The only way to do that is by living it, breathing it, pra practicing it at day in and day out, which means that you have to change the character defects that you have. And, and, and you got to practice it every yeah. single day. Hardest and, thing to and, do in the world. I mean, and be willing to openly share what those, what those character de defects, I think is the word you use. Absolutely. Um, you know, what those are. Um, you know, and I don't think Eric says that to say you're defective. You know, I'm defective. Right. Like, <laughs> I'll be real like about it. Yeah. Right. I mean, defective, some people might greet as a harder, harsher word, but. It's a word, you know, take it for how you want. But if you can't show people why, you know, like you shared in your bio, um, incarceration, drug abuse, homelessness, you know, multiple suicide attempts. Like if, like if you just leave the page of why that began out, 
people I think can begin to like really kind of question, well, where's this person coming from exactly? What do they have to be that off the rails about? Right. What what qualifies him? Yeah. And again, I like, you know, when I went deep into this, these topics um, about my past back in February, and it was, it was the episode called Space for Leadership. So you can, you can look it up, you know, okay. for me, and, well, you can, and, and, and anybody watching, listening can too. <laughs> uh, I wasn't telling you what to do, but yes, <laughs> uh, if you're so inclined, um, you know, but I shared, I shared what I did because I wanted people to understand where I've come from, the way maybe they've interacted with me over the years where it has been a defective interaction. It hasn't been yeah. positive. And there's a reason why. And like one of the big things, like when people, when their actions don't follow their words, man, that's mm-hmm. a tough one for me that I still to this day deal with and work with. Because for me, it was family setting, my family, my abuser's family and another family around the holidays, as I recall it. Right. And the wife of my abuser says, is he molesting you to his daughter on the sofa? Now, there wasn't anything bad happening. But five other sets of years of adults heard those words Mm -hmm. and no one said anything. And so when words and actions don't meet, like that is not, and as I grew up and got older, that was like, you know, that's not a way adults communicate to one another. Yeah. You know, like if you're just pestering your niece or nephew, you know, your spouse or your sister wouldn't say, stop molesting them. Like that's just not, that's not an anguish pattern people use. To me, that was a cry out for his wife amongst other adults to say, there's something bad going on here and I'm not strong enough to do it on my own. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the fact is, yeah, the fact is, is like, I I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs watching this, right? I'm assuming that's probably your audience. There's probably more than that, but um, maybe sales people as well. Dude, you... If you, if you decided to start a business and then you have taken on the role of a leader, a protector, obviously a provider, and like it is your responsibility to step up and number one, like hold people accountable, but to speak on truth and, and to, even if it hurts, even if it, it it's uncomfortable, even if that, that person's going to hate you, even if it causes massive chaos, cause, because you letting stuff go is feeding into all the problems that this world has. And, you know, I don't care if you're an entrepreneur or not, like it is your obligation is your duty to protect those that can't be protected. And, mm-hmm. you know, for you to sit around and, and say nothing and do nothing and, and twiddle your thumbs and focus on yourself and your business and your mission and nope and, and not the good of the world, you know, what kind of environment are you? even leaving for your business to thrive, right? Right. Like, yep. or, or for your clients to thrive or your family to thrive. Like we're, we're trying to build something good, but in a, an environment that is not going to be able to house what good we're trying to, we're trying to create, you know, yeah. all in all, I think that, like that, that if you have, if you have, been called in any way to do something more and you're not, you're not following that, you're not listening to it, then it's time to step up. It's time to number one, be the example, but, but also to, you know, do the hard things for yourself, for your family and for the people around you. Yep. Cause really like when it comes to being business, 
you know, it's really what trust is trust that you want to build and people can, they can smell the bullshit. They can yeah. smell it. Yeah. hundred percent. You, you touched on something very profound that I think a lot of people forget when you, when you decide to open a business and be an entrepreneur, you are that servant for your customers and you are that protector for your employees, for your vendor partners. You know, when you establish these kinds of relationships, you, the, the level of responsibility is immense. Yeah. And that's not to, sh- not to share that out to like burden you and make you feel if you're struggling and you're stressed out today to make you feel even worse. Um, it's just, it's the reality of things. And I'll, like anecdotally, I'll share something. So I, I, I went live on my personal Facebook maybe a week or so ago, smoked a cigar on my, uh, back porch. It was, it was kind of a celebration because in Pennsylvania, it was early for that. It was, I think, March 16th. Um, I can remember that date, but I don't know what today is, right? Go figure. Um, so I was smoking a cigar and, you know, I, you know, people start tuning in and, you know, I, I, I later in the week was talking to a friend or like, yeah, I saw your live. What were you bitching about this time? And, uh, I said, Jeez. well, I wasn't, I said, I wasn't bitching. Did you watch it? Like, no, but I, I know what you do when you go on live, just like back in, in 2020. Yeah, there it is. By the way, if you need a great podcast production team to have your back and, and compliment your show and level it up, there it is right on the screen. Chris from cast ahead, um, his contact info is in the show notes. Just, I couldn't do what I do here on the show without him. Uh, there's no way I could be. 65 episodes in without him and his team. So I can't sing his praises enough, but this was, this was just me talking. I touched on a number of business and life topics, but their frame of reference went back to March of 2020. Right. And we all know what happened March of 2020. Not going to say the C word because believe it or not, these, these, these algorithms pick up live speech. I don't know if you knew this, but I, I've had examples happen on the number of shows that I do where it right. like, where it picks up. So I just say March of 2020. Well, there we go. My, my leadership in March of 2020 was not only for my family, but seven other families of which, uh, one was still recovering from a quintuple heart bypass surgery in their family, had a member. Wow. Uh, the other member, um, his wife was 38 or 37 weeks pregnant at that moment in time. Uh, and then everybody else had families. And, and I'm watching, I'm watching businesses like mine be forced to shut Well, big box businesses are allowed to remain open. Selling what I sell, doing what I do, doing what all the other small businesses up and down Main Street do. And it was really offensive to me that it had the blessing of the state here in Pennsylvania. It was really bad. Uh, there was lists. Anytime government makes lists of people, it's bad. There's yeah. no, I don't find any good as a net result when that finally goes through the blender. It's never a good thing. And uh, they fully endorse these big box locations. And when you, you know, and people are like, well, what do you want them to do? I'm like, well, what do they do on Black Friday? They cordon off, they section off, they put railing out, they put fencing out. They bring in more staff. They move staff. There's any number of things they can do for crowd control. So there could be any number of things they could have done to only sell groceries and nothing else. But they didn't. Mm-hmm. And they got to win and we were forced to lose. I don't mind losing, 
but damn it, I better be on the fucking playing field. You know, straight up. And, uh, yeah, straight up. And uh, that really got me. So, so it was from that frame, and I, I was out, man. I mean, it, it's I can laugh at it now, but I was focused on that, and I, I think I made some change. I connected with a lot of great people. Um, you know, really made people think on a number of topics. But man, it planted that seed of well, when Jeff goes live, he's just griping, and <laughs> you know, I can take that in, and 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 you know, maybe in the future, I need to I need to share. All right, this is a positive one, you know, right. type that out or say it right up front. But uh, that is the responsibility of being an entrepreneur, of being a leader, is you have to shoulder all of that. It is massive. Um, so walk me through the framework of what you see as an immortal man. So the immortal man is based off of what you leave behind, right? We talked about it earlier, like the only reason we know about Jesus is because he lived the perfect example. What a legacy, right? Like a, a lasting legacy that will never die. And it's not about, it's not about the money, guys. You know, great. I, I love it. And I'm not saying that because I'm, I'm not a, a millionaire. I'm not a billionaire. I'm not saying that because I don't like money. I, I, I don't love money, but it's very resourceful. And of course, I want to, I want to set my family up for success. That's not going to, that's, that's not what we're working on here. What we're working on is all the things that cannot be taken from you. Like, and, and, and I've, I've lost everything three times in my life. And I'm talking about everything, but the clothes on my back, sleeping on the streets, no food, no one to call, no help. And the one thing that I learned is that the one, like they, no one can take away my beliefs. No one can take away who I am and what I'm willing to do in those moments, right? Your true character is defined by who you are when everything falls apart, not when everything's going great. And so that's the question to ask yourself is who is that, right? Because in a, in a matter of seconds, God could put you in a situation where all these things you find your worth in can disappear. Now what? Right? Yeah. Right. How, how do you treat your kids? How do you treat your family? How do you treat all these people that you supposedly served, are you still serving them? Right? Or are yeah. you now the person that needs to be served? Right? And so the immortal man is based off of the intangible, the things that you cannot grasp. But the thing that every man in the back of his head knows that he wants, he, and not every, not every man, you know, a lot of, a lot of men are on like, Hey, I just want to retire and, and live on a golf course and, Never talk to someone again. That's, that's fine. We need people like that too. This isn't for you, right? I work with them. I'll, I'll, right. Go ahead. There, there, there's golf coaches and retirement coaches for folks like that. Exactly. Yeah. Totally cool with me. You know, that, that's, you know, but, but for the men that have been called, the men that have a feeling, the men that, that know that there's something more for them and they, they almost feel, they feel unfulfilled. They feel insignificant. They want people to hear them. They want to be seen. They want, they want people to trust them. They want to be known as a high value man. Well, those are the people that we're taking in. We're not only develop, developing them into a place where they are uh, proud of themselves and can give themselves fully to others, but we're also giving them 
um, all the tools to create disruptive leadership in the, in the marketplace and build a personal brand. What I mean by disruptive is we're breaking through mediocrity here, right? If, if you look at leadership in the world, if you look at our world leaders, even the people you may look up to, influencers, uh, I, I'm telling you that is, that's mediocre leadership. Uh, a lot of them, right? A lot yeah. of them are. A lot of yeah. them say, yeah. say things they do differently. I mean, you, you, their beliefs are, aren't aligned with yours. I'm, I'm not talking about being like someone else or comparing yourself to others. I'm about, to, I'm about helping you find out who that man that you were meant to be is helping you become that person and then sharing it with the world. Obviously, the byproduct of that, the no like trust factor is going to be a, a better business. Being able to give more value to people, bring in more sales, of course, so that you can keep building this, this uh, vehicle so you can spread that message and help more people. You know, whether that be a product you sell or a service, it doesn't matter. Like you don't have to be a coach. This is, this is about those who are called for greatness. And then on top of that, you know, we are backed by faith on this one. You know, you don't yeah. have to be a Christian to join, to join this. That's not what it's about. It's not about pushing Jesus down your throat, but you know, I would be a fool not to apply my beliefs in something that's been so helpful to me. Right. Um, you know, and whether you believe it or not, like Jesus is a great example of the authentic man and, and how we should live, act and breathe and serve others. Yeah. Well, I mean, really it's, it's guide rails, right? Yeah. It's guide rails on the path. It's, it's a slack factor. It's an, it's an adjustment. It's a, uh, an accountability. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's how faith can be used 100%. Um, there, you know, no doubt about it. We had a couple comments. Maybe, maybe, you know, Sonia Stone. Um, Sonia, I'm not connected with you yet. I don't believe. I think you're coming in from YouTube. She's got nice words for you there, Eric. She applauds you for being Thank open. you, Sonia. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. They do. I think another channel's maybe asking about us. Das, Daskusian. I don't know if I'm saying that right. What's the channel about? Big ticket life's about doing life and business on your terms. And I bring on really cool guests and we, Kind of touch on a number of subjects, business, life, faith, um, the past, the future, talk about a lot of different things. So mostly focused around entrepreneurship and leadership, but there we go. Answering that question. So awesome. at any rate, um, as we look to, uh, look to wrap up our time together, um, you had, uh, you had touched on shucks that went right off the top of my head now that I went to those questions. Um, it'll come that's, back. That's, yeah, right. That's that's the that's the 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 fun and the bad of doing things live. Um, Absolutely. But uh, no, nah, this is it. This was it. So when it comes to legacy, right? Because I'm big on this. This is one of the things um, that I'm focused on. Like my last name, Janakovo, Right? Like you can't say it. I get it. It's an <laughs> Ellis Island. It's an Ellis Island mix up. Back when they just like kind of flying people through Ellis Island like a line at Disney Park, right? Um, that second G got put in there. And, you know, my family's kind of had this, a very interesting story as time's gone on. And, you know, I really take it to heart that I want my family name to mean something 
that's going to extend through my sons and their relationships, their future marriages, and, and, and what I would hope would be their children. And for me, I want the name to mean integrity. I want the name to mean success. I want the name to mean impact for those around me. Yeah. Um, that's what legacy, that's the legacy path and journey that I'm on. Um, so you shared what yours is. I mean, again, maybe we wrap up there. Like, how, how do you view legacy and why, why does that kind of get pushed back today? Like, why are people, why are people, it seems that our society like views that as selfish, right? They're tying it no. to, to money. You know, I'm, I yeah. think when most people say legacy, they're speaking of generational wealth. Um, which is a great way to, to fuck your kids up, by the way. Um, you know, give them everything they need, everything they, they've ever wanted without having yep. to work for it. You know, yep. I, you know, you can do whatever you want. I'm just saying, like, like if you're going to do that, make sure you, you teach them d- uh, discipline. You teach them, um, discernment. You teach them how to say no, how to, how to lead others. Like, like it's to me, legacy is not only about the good things because the rotter's name. Is a, a a lot. We we have a bloodline of violence, of lust, of addiction, mm. suicide, and the fact that like my the fact my father was able to have me and and bring me into the world is a miracle on its own because both his parents killed themselves by the time he's thirteen. My my dad lived on the streets. Gee, you know what I mean? My dad, you know, thirteen years old, you know escaped foster homes, went to juvie, you know, he, he was that kid that was running, you know, run, you know, getting arrested for being a runaway, you know, and he did the best he could. Um, you know, he's still alive. He struggles with things. How but, old, how old is your father? Uh, he's, I think he's like 63 right now. Uh, about okay. he's in his, his, you know, 60 to 65. I should know this, but yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah, my dad's, so if there's one thing that my dad passed on me, that's good, is discipline. It's discipline, man. Like the one thing that my dad did, and it's not because he told me this, and you guys could tell your kids this all you want. You could tell your clients this all you want, but until you're doing it consistently and you've created an identity around it, no one's going to believe you. No one's going to follow you. No one's going to... Um, even think that it's safe enough to do so unless you have paved the way and proven that it's possible, which may take yep. years, right? I, I made a post about this, like, like just because you leveled up doesn't mean you should divorce your wife because she's slacking a little bit. Like, like sometimes it takes years and it's your obligation mm-hmm. to pave the way, show consistency to make them feel safe enough to actually believe you because you probably have a track record of, of, you know, fucking promises up. So it's the same thing yep. with your kids. My dad. I'm disciplined because he showed me through his actions what that looks like. You know, wake up 4 a.m. You know, he was he'd go work out and he'd ride his bike to like 30 miles to the full to Folsom prison. He'd work 16 hour shifts as a prison guard. He'd come home and he'd work on the house. And, you know, like, like he showed that to me. But, you know, he like one thing he did teach me. That's, that's not good. The thing that he passed on to me is like, how do we stay busy enough to push our pain down enough so we don't have mm. to, we don't have to deal with it. Don't right? have to deal with it. Yep. 
Right. And shove so that, like shove that big old bag in the corner, trip over it all the time, you know, look exactly. at it all the time, but don't talk about it. Exactly. The stoic touch like a stoic lifestyle, which I, I believe in stoicism in certain situations. Mm-hmm. But you gotta be real with yourself, bro. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, cr- look, it, that stuff is foundational and you can't build anything on a foundation of crumbling sand, right? Like you just cannot do it. Yeah. Um, you know, you mix in some stuff with sand, you can make a foundation, right? Right. You can address it, but yeah, you can't, uh, can't just ignore it all the time. Um, this has been a really great talk, really great time. I appreciate you sharing as much as you have. Obviously, we made a connection with at least one person, so that's very cool. Good thing awesome. is, is this stuff lives forever. Uh, we'll have it out there as soon as we end. It's it's out there on the internet, so that's good for anybody to catch and watch. Um, I really appreciate you sharing as you have and leading as you are. Uh, it's good to uh, it's good to uh, uh, have people of like mind, of like belief, like determination out there. So we appreciate yeah. you. Uh, how do people get in touch with you? I know you're kind of in a little change focusing on the immortal man and really, really launching that and taking that forward as your legacy to help others. Sony's a fan. Keep doing what you're doing. God's got big Thank plans you, for you. Yep. Yeah. So the best way to get a hold of me right now, because so we're, we're launching the immortal man in our first program, the immortal mission. The immortal man will be group coaching. It, it, there's not, we're not, we may have some one-on-one, we may have some huge group coaching, but we're doing small group coaching. The reason why is to get you in a circle of men that maybe struggle like you or are more successful in certain areas than you are. And really it's about that, that holding each other accountable and opening up to a, a group of men that, you know, you're willing to tell some of your secrets to, right? And it, it's, you know, everything that stays there will stay there, but we have to talk about it. If you're an entrepreneur, right off the bat right now, like this is something that changed my life substantially. Who are you to lead others if you're not willing to be led yourself? And, you know, I would be skeptical to work with any leader or be led by any man that isn't willing to be led himself, right? The biggest lie you were ever told is that I got this. It's bullshit. Mm -hmm. No, you don't. (laughs) No, you don't. Every, every failure comes from uh, someone saying that, you know, I don't want anyone to bear my problems or hear, you know, hear me complain. Uh, well, like, guess what, bro? Like there's, there's four other men out there that are going to connect with you that want to hear that are actually going through similar things and also have the, uh, the, the, the tools and the knowledge to get you through it. So, um, that's really where we're, we're focused on. So hit me up on like Facebook is probably the best place to hit me. Um, that's the real. Uh, it's facebook.com slash the real Eric Rogers. And then Instagram is the real Eric Rogers websites aren't up yet. So if you listen to this, uh, I would really love to hear, you know, come into my DMs and let me know what you thought. Love to connect. Yep. You know, if you really want to talk on a personal note, hit me up in my Instagram. If you want to be pitched by my sales team, message me on, on Facebook. Just going to be real <laughs> about that. <laughs> yep. Very good. I like that you put that out there that way. That's good. Yeah. And listen, I mean, you know, look, if you're somebody that's had these same struggles, understand, you know, leaders like Eric and myself, we share the way we share to carve that path, um, carve that path of understanding that a lot of guys out there and women for that fact, but 
you know, um, I think, I think for men in the leadership of self and in the leadership of, of healing past traumas, there's a big void right now. Um, so whereas Eric's really stepping into that carving that path where I've stepped into that path, um, I'm not necessarily, you know, what Eric's doing is great. And that's, that's, that's great. I'm not going down that road myself, but we are willing to step out into that fire. So to say, we're willing to step out into that path and carve it. I know my expectation is not for people to follow my lead exactly and share as openly and as freely as I have. And I don't think that is for you too, but your, your DMS are open. You know, if you feel a need to get into a group like that, I would trust having Eric on the show now and, and being a connection with him in my network for a while now that when he says that that will be a private confidential moment, it'll remain like that. You know, it's not going to be a, not going to be a hidden camera live streaming it out, right? Like it's going to be, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good safe place uh, for you to share that. And um, so just think about that kind of stuff, right? Cause I, I know, I know there's a lot of sadness in this world um, and, and, you know, Eric's out there creating a place for you to come in and, and get rid of that and, yeah. uh, and kind of recreate yourself and, 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 uh, and have a lot more goodness in your life. So Eric, man, I appreciate yeah. you immensely. Of course. Thank you, brother. Thank you for yeah. uh, allowing me to bring value to your audience. Yep. So yeah, well, thank you. Thanks for being on the show. So, uh, that's cool. We appreciate you and, uh, we'll see everybody next week for another great episode on the big ticket life. Take care. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of The Big Ticket Life. You've heard from another amazing guest living their own big ticket life, and now it's time to live yours. First, I'd love for you to take me up on my free gift to you. Find your gift at gift.thebigticketlife.live. That's gift.thebigticketlife.live. See, all your life you've been told what is and what is impossible by the loudest voices from the cheapest seats. It's time to finally do life and business on your terms. Sure, you've heard similar things, but without clarity on what can be done, it's easy to have your customers, employees, maybe even partners, and your spouse keep you from truly living a big ticket life. My big ticket methods shift you into that investor seat, in your business, away from commodity and away from competition, into a market of one, so you can finally live your own big ticket life. So my gift to you is for you to book your discovery call today where we'll uncover first the Chivo behaviors, those chief everything officer behaviors that hold you back and why moving into the investor seat in your own business is critical. Two, we'll uncover the premium position that's up for grabs right now in your market that you're missing out on. And three, which big ticket methodologies are just waiting to be dropped into your business to explode your sales and profits. So again, thanks for listening to this episode. I'd love for you to take action right now. Accept this gift. Book your call. Go to gift.thebigticketlife.live. Again, that's gift.thebigticketlife.live.